All right, uh, welcome to the Eric J. The Great podcast show. Got a special guest on the show today, special guests on the show today. Uh, got the hope spot. Um, Dewan and Jalexa, how you doing? Wonderful, how you doing? We're blessed. Thank you for asking. How are you doing today? All right, doing all right, just taking it uh, day by day, just grinding. Good, good to hear, man. Nice yeah. to see you. Oh, uh, uh, nice seeing you too. So, um, for anybody that don't know about the whole spot, it's a, a group that I met on a clubhouse of uh, ministers and um, and uh, holy people. And, um, you know, originally um, I grew up, uh, well, mo- mostly my whole family grew up, you know, Methodist and by the uh, Trinitarian Methodist and things like that. But, you know, as I got older and, you know, being a deep thinker and seeing my own truth, you know, uh, the hope spot, um, had me, um, um, see the truth in the Bible, uh, revealing scriptures and things like that. And, um, making me, uh, was saying that, uh, what I was doing wasn't the right way as far as uh, the way I got baptized and finding salvation. So I had to correct that and um become apostolic and um getting baptized in Jesus name and receiving the holy ghost and things like that so um for anybody that's interested in that group you know you can search the hope spot on clubhouse and um just follow the group that do rooms every week and if you're interested in uh, doing things like that they can help you find a church or no matter where you stay at in the country and uh help you uh get your salvation solved in the short sense, you know. <laughs> so so uh for anybody uh that don't know about the whole spot, uh, I get a Florida Jalexon to one and y'all can just give a history. Y'all can just take turns talking about, you know, how it started at the beginning of it and um how it's affecting people, things like that. Absolutely. Thank you. Um I'll let the hope man speak. <laughs> I'll be a hope man of the hope house of the hope spot um lady hope that's what he called me but also known as jalexa also known as his wife go ahead babe tell him about the hope spot yeah man i appreciate the intro bro that was a you know a, a, a great way to put it because that's really all it is you know as far as the the vision and the mission that the lord has put on us in ministry and as my lovely wife said i am the hope man not to be confused with the dope man and I don't want you to confuse me with the dope man because I'm not that. Uh, but I am offering people hope and we are offering people hope. And, you know, it's a collective of those who are true seekers, those who do really love the word of God and have kind of grew up with the word of God. You grew up with the Bible. You grew up going to church and you might have believed some things all your life. You know, even your family might still believe some things concerning the Bible, concerning church, concerning Jesus and all that. But there might be some areas that you never really like took the time to go deeper and and dive into what the Bible is actually saying. And me realizing that that was the case for many of people back about maybe six years ago, I got involved in ministry. I became a minister at my local church. And from there, I looked at the lay of what people look at as Christianity, the lay of the land. And I realized there's a lot of areas that I don't necessarily agree with, you know, just in the tradition of the way that we've done church, the way that we've been taught the Bible, 
things that the Bible is actually saying versus what most of these churches is saying, you will find it's a big difference. So I realize as God has called me to the ministry and called us because when God calls you, he calls your family. I realized that it is a big responsibility to not only see these things as areas that we need to improve upon, but to actually take it upon ourselves to do something about it. Rather than just talking about it, we want to be about it. We want to be a part of the change that we want to see in the world rather, rather than just complaining about it. So basically, you know, we took to social media and as Brother Eric said, you can find us on Clubhouse or you can look for the host spot everywhere from YouTube to Instagram to Spotify. We everywhere, you know, but Clubhouse is where we do, you know, a lot of our work because, you know, you have the unique opportunity to do as we're doing right now and speak to people all over the world in real time. So with that, man, we our endeavor is to help others prepare for eternity. And that's what hope means. It's an acronym helping others prepare for eternity. As we help ourselves. As we help ourselves prepare for eternity, because in order for us to help anybody, we got to first help ourselves. You know, it's like when you get on an airplane, when the, when the, when the steward is coming, they give you the whole little introduction. They say, hey, look, if this plane go down, they're going to have these masks that's going to come out the sky. Make sure you put your mask on first before you try to help the old lady who's struggling or the little girl who's struggling, because if you don't put your mask on, you're going to die. Exactly. So that's what this is all about, man. We're trying to help others put that mask on because we feel like we, you know, have, by the grace of God, been allowed to see certain things that have been ignored or just, you know, people just didn't know any better on, you know, for a lot, a lot, a lot of years, bro. So, you know, we want to bring the Bible to life in a way that it may have not ever been brought to life to a lot of people not only on the spiritual side of things, because we do feel that that is most important. If we can help you spiritually get in contact with God, get in contact with your creator, find that salvation as brother Eric talked about, then you have that kind of checked off the list. That's the most important part, but then you can kind of work backwards and seeing where you are in life and where you want to go in this life as well, because we don't believe in just making it all about the spiritual, 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 you have to deal with where people are in their life today and deal with the issues that they being faced with today as well in order to, for them to really be successful and get to that ultimate spiritual result that you want to get them to. So we want to bring the Bible to life in a more practical way to look at the people that's outside of the church, look at the people that don't really know nothing about Christ. They don't know nothing about the gospel message and all that. And they ain't even really thinking about it. They live in their life. They doing what they do and they just content we want to say, look, there's hope for you as well. And we want to show you that it don't have to be this idea of what you thought it was. You know, we try to come in a real practical way. We we got acquaintances, friends, family, that's in all kinds of lifestyles. You know what I'm saying? But we don't judge them. We don't condemn them. We don't hit them over the head. We want everybody to know first and foremost that God loves you, that Jesus loves you because Jesus is God and God is love. We want you to know that he loves you and he ain't looking at you with this judgment that people have over their head. Like, man, I'm, I'm out here living bad. I'm out here doing this, doing that. You know, ain't no way God, you know, is concerned with me or loving. Nah, God love you in spite of all of that. And we want you to understand that. So then we can, we can have a common place to work from to then go forward. You know what I'm saying? So. Yes. Um, amen. 
Um, we, want, we want to remind people that Jesus did not come to condemn them, but he came to save them. Jesus didn't come for the righteous, the people that think that they're righteous already. You know, he came for the sick. Um, to be their physician. And I think the message of the gospel, the true message of the gospel, which is love, um, which is salvation. Um, he came, he came to save, he came to seek that which is lost. I mean, the whole gospel, when I read, you know, from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what I read from it is that he'll do, he'll go above and beyond for his one coin or that one sheep, you know, that's lost, uh, the prodigal son that's lost. You know, if you're lost, if you in the darkest place you've ever been, just know that he's looking for you. That's the person he's looking for, the brokenhearted, the contrite in spirit, the person that thinks that they're in the darkest place anybody could be in, that's who he's looking for because that person is broken enough to be humble enough to to be open enough um because when you're you're when you're high and mighty and you think you got it all and you you all right with god and this there's no room for god in that you understand because you already got it all you got it all figured out you don't have any room for god to come in and show his will and then you become a part of his will and now you're in his will um if you think you have it all together, then there is no room for God to step in. So that's why the Bible does speak about the, the sick need a physician, the lost, um, the, the lost sheep. He's the good shepherd that's going to shepherd you to the right way. And he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And he's giving you life that more abundantly. And I think that Christianity as a whole has forgotten that message. Um, every time I go to a church is condemnation. It's really like negative, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, where's the hope, you know? Where's the love? Where's the community? Where's the support? Where is the practic- practical uh, counseling? For to handle life because life is 100% hard. Job told us that. He said, uh, A man born of a woman is of a few days and his life is full of trouble. Full of trouble. So, what people tend to do, especially in Christianity, they tend to put on a nice mask and they tend to act like you know, righteous people, but God didn't call for actors. You know, he didn't call you to be an actor. He called you to really live this life and really be honest and truthful and speak truth and say, no, I understand and have empathy and compassion and know where people are at and know that, yeah, they're struggling. And so are you. We all fall short of the glory of God. And we're all striving, having not yet obtained Uh Having not obtained perfection, I press, I press forward. Yeah, I press towards, I press forwards. But you don't have enough ministers in Christianity to really keep it real like that. You right. understand what I'm saying? And um, the, the beauty about the hope spot for me 
is that you have two people that really live this life. We were really in the world. We were really without hope and no God. And then what's beautiful about the hope spot is that we actually met at a Bible study. <laughs> That's where me and him met because um, we were in the world without God and no hope. And we decided to live a consecrated life and, you know, prayerful. And because of that, we waited on God and, and somehow because we were in the will of God, we met at a Bible study. And from there, from the time we met, it was like about five months later that we got married. (laughs) (laughs) And that was 10 years ago. Right. You know, so with us, you have two real people that have been through some real, real life experiences, real tough. We come out of trauma. We have broken several generational curses. You know, he comes, his background is just full of trauma (laughs) And just the grace of God, he's here. You know, he's not in jail. Anymore. (laughs) That, and you're not dead. And you're a father to your children. You're at home. You're married. I mean, like myself, you know, like a whole lot of generational curses were broken with us. We started a new life. We are a new creation. We have renewed our minds. We have put the old stuff away. You know what I'm saying? Or or at least try our hardest to break those things. Like, okay, you know, because sometimes we are human and there could be a beat that we're like, (laughs) oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we understand the world is, um, what would you say? The world is very influential. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, and... You know, we 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 understand is what I'm saying. You know, it is we we live in the world. We're not part of the world, but we live in the world. We we try our hardest just to understand where other people are at and meet them there and not bash them, like he said, like over the head. There's so many different walks of life. And so that's what I love about the hope spot because we we are helping others prepare for returning and, and helping ourselves, but we also really do give hope. Like there is hope. And here's the hope. <laughs> it's <Amen>. Jesus. <laughs> you know? Amen. And absolutely. And that's uh the ultimate. Um, I think the whole spot is the ultimate confirmation um when both of you guys like uh self-reflect on how you guys met in the uh presence yeah. of God at a uh, Bible study, and then y'all getting together, and then um starting it you know then it's like you know it's all it's like it was meant like everything fell how it was supposed to fail and then like you know uh that was one thing that attracted me to the whole spot too because um, one thing uh that i kind of dislike about uh some people in christianity is that you know uh the authenticness you know what i'm saying like you know um I don't like when people act like they never 
was beneath. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that, you know, once once you get to that place in your life and you've been um baptized, saved, and you're on a straight and narrow that you can't that you can't project that and had the ultimate confidence. That's not what I'm saying, but is that you know, um, you know, the last situation I was in, I told Dewan about that, but you know, the last situation I was in when I was at a church, you know, I think I was a little bit too authentic because I wasn't trying to hide nothing, you know what I'm saying? And then everybody was having this coat over them and acting like, you know, they was too perfect and things like that. And I was like, I mean, I I mean, I came here on my own to get baptized and things like that. I never said, you know, that I was going to um, be uh, perfect, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause, I mean, that's unreasonable to ask anybody to be perfect, no matter what level of God that they're on, you know what I'm saying? Now, some people's mistakes might be bigger than others, you know what I'm saying? But they still all mistakes at the end of the day, and everybody had to repent in their own ways and get back right with God, you know. So that's the the main thing that attracted me to the whole spot because we'll see all type of people come in there and some people see the light and some people don't. But they still keep coming back. Some keep 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 from coming back. And um and uh, one thing I like too, you know, especially just on a real life perspective is what people will realize too is that for the most part you can have and you can't have that in an everyday life, but y'all create an environment to where you can have good dialogue with people. And even if they don't agree with what you're putting out there, it don't result to somebody calling somebody out, somebody name. I mean, it don't happen before, but it, it's not, it don't happen on a normal basis or, or something resulting to violence or something like that. You know, for the most part, somebody could, just have a conversation if they disagree, you know, they'll leave or something like that. You know, that should be normalized in our community for the most part. Amen. Amen. Yeah. We try to keep it like level-headed. We try to keep it very practical and easy to understand. I think a lot of people have overcomplicated the gospel. They've made it difficult. Um, to understand and, and there's simplicity in Christ. And I think we've lost that simplicity, you know, um, anything you want to say? Oh, no. I mean, just to what brother Eric was saying, you know, we try to keep that level of realness, man, and make everybody feel welcome, no matter what you believe, you know, you could be a Muslim, you could be an atheist, a Buddhist, uh, whatever, you know, as you mentioned, the Trinitarian thing, which is prevalent in Christianity, pretty much everybody that is a Christian more times than not, they're going to be, you know, a Trinitarian. So we find ourselves dialoguing with them more than probably anybody else. But regardless of how you see things, man, we want to just keep that space of being open of everybody being welcoming. You know, that's one of the things that we kind of put in our mission statement. It's like the place where you finally feel at home, you know, because most of us have had our experiences in churches and gone in different ministries and, you know, like you said, man, where they, they, they project this thing on you where it's like, you got to be perfect from day one, you know, and it's like, it don't work like that, you know? And for those that have that experience where you was in the world, you was a sinner, you was turned up, 
you was this, you was that. And then you came into the knowledge of the gospel and then your whole life changed and you just cleaned up immediately, you know, keep it clean, but <laughs> you just cleaned up immediately and all that. Great. More power to you. And not saying that that's not possible because with God, all things are possible. But for a lot of us, it was more so of a journey to where we kind of had to learn, especially those of us, like my wife said, who came out of a lot of darkness, who came out of a light, like real life situations where you was living a lifestyle that was so far removed from holiness and righteousness and the beauty of God and all that. When you learn these things, when you first come into contact with the gospel and come into contact with the word of God and all that, you don't know like how to really walk with God. So that becomes a journey. It becomes a process. And I think that's one of the things that we didn't want to give off in our ministry that we've seen kind of in other ministries where it's this idea of like, I got to hammer you to be perfect right now. You know, day one, you just got saved. You just got baptized. You come out the water and you bet not ever sin again. And that's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? So we want to give people that room and that space and that opportunity to grow and make you're going to make mistakes. But it, I believe it's from the mistakes that you make that it makes you better for the journey. It makes you stronger in the Lord when you realize these things and you ain't got nobody following you around with a flashlight or under a microscope saying, hey, you did this. You did that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't wear this. You shouldn't put no lipstick on. You shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't have braids. <laughs> nah, it, it becomes more real when you come to these when, when when you allow the lord to be your light and the lord to to teach you and you realize like okay i shouldn't have did that you know what i didn't like how that made me feel when i said that to that brother or i responded to him that way when i flashed and i cussed i would you know what I, i'm gonna work on that you know when you pray about that you know and you go to god and ask him to help you you don't need nobody standing over you with a whip like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't what God is called. God ain't even doing that. You know what I'm saying? So that's not it. And we've seen that too many times in, in the church. And it's caused more people to leave the church than to stay. And that's where we are today in 2022 in this generation where the church is just empty. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, is God no longer God? Nah, God is still God. You feel me? But it's just the way that we've gone about things traditionally that we're going to have to really rethink going forward if my kids and they peers and the kids they in school with and your kids and your kids, if they're going to have something to hold on to when it comes to, well, how do I know God? How do I know? How do I get saved? You know, how do I live, you know, the, the lifestyle that God has purposed for me in my life? We're going to have to rethink some things, man, because the way we've been doing things up until this point, obviously a lot of it, it just ain't working no more. So and another thing, too, before you go, Jalexa, let me say this real quick. Another thing, too, that uh, that um, that I like, too, um, this happened a while back. You'll remember it once I said it, but um, the modern way that y'all come at people, like, you know, not staying in a traditional mindset, because, you know, um, um, Sister Jalexa speaks on the floor sometimes. And then, oh. then you will have some people that comes in the room that don't like women speaking. And we just say it like that. So, and it's like, and, and it's kind of, and it's kind of crazy because I was just sitting there listening one day. I forgot. I think it was like a couple months ago when this happened, but it was, I was just sitting there thinking and I'm like, for one, this is 2022. So you should already kind of, 
direct your thinking a little bit to getting out of the 1970s or 60s thinking, you know, like, you know, we got so many successful women now that's becoming multimillionaires more than any era in American history. So for them to just think that women don't have the um, right to speak as far as like um, biblical term sense and things like that, you know, that kind of struck me the wrong way, you know. Amen, bro. Amen. Um, they just taking scriptures out of context, like way out of context. And um, if they were alive during the eagle eye prophet Isaiah time, when God told Isaiah to preach naked, they would have condemned Isaiah for lewdness you know, because he was preaching naked, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that God do that we don't understand, you know what I'm saying? He used a, one, he used a woman, Rahab, um, to, to minister or to do something that he deems righteous, but Christian these days would have condemned her for lying. All liars go to the lake of fire, right? Am I wrong? It wasn't Rahab? Yeah, it was Rahab. And by God, she was considered a hero of faith. Yeah, when you look at the uh and this is a woman and she in Christian in Christianity she did something that's considered a sin. But in God's eyes, she did the right thing. So with all of the things that I've read from the Bible, I've gathered the context is the motive and the heart behind it. And he emphasized, I think, in Samuel, for Samuel, how man is so focused on the outward appearance, but he's focused on the inward, the heart. And a lot of people like to use this term very loosely, and they've kind of like, you know, made it cliche, but like this term, God knows my heart. You know, that's not to say I'm out here deliberately sinning or perpetually sinning on purpose or anything like that that's not for me to take that term and like run with it or to take God's grace for granted you know what I mean but what I'm saying is man thinks with their carnal minds and their um finite your ways and your thinking is not God's way and God's thinking. You understand what I'm saying? And so a lot of people might look at me and already, because that's what people do. And God has already gave me peace with these things. People are going to be people. There's nothing you can do about it. They judged Jesus. Mm -hmm. They called him demon. Right. They condemned him to be crucified. The Messiah that did not sin people did this right. the majority of them the majority of people in israel condemned christ and charged him with blasphemy and crucified him and put a crown of thorns and mocked him and spit at him and whipped him with a cat of nine tails and he did he had no sin so he's like He's already grooms me in a way 
to be okay with being hated because I'm his child. At, and ultimately, his opinion is the ultimate opinion that matters to me. Everybody else can have an opinion and they will have an opinion. But at the end of the day, I have to be solid in who I am in Christ and know that nothing can pluck me out of his hands. And that's the message that I want to convey unto others because I feel that other people don't feel like that. I think the majority of the people in the world, they mostly feel condemned by Christianity and by Christians. And I want to bring back that message that no, 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 God loves you. Just the other day, I'm sorry, Duane, I think you, did you want to add something? The other day I was watching um, a documentary um, from Billie Eilish and they played a little part of Billie Eilish. And she's a singer for those of you that don't know. And she's super popular, super famous. She writes incredible songs. Um, I'm, I'm a creative artist as well in all forms and fashions of art. I love fashion. I love art. My brother is an artist, a, a very famous one. Um, I've, I've been in the music industry. I've been in the entertainment industry since I was a teenager. Um, so I have a lot of friends in the industry, in the entertainment industry and in the world. And they're my friends and they're my peers. And they're people that I actually have relationships with and things like that. Like, and Duan knows. I said all that to say that in the documentary, there was a part in a little segment where a Christian is saying how Billie Eilish is demonic and she does demonic music and don't listen to her. And it's like, where's the hope for Billie Eilish? Right. Where's, where's the light for Billie Eilish? Where is the hope? You as a Christian, you just demonized her. You just said she was a demon or she's demonic. Where's the message of hope towards Billie Eilish? Where is the message of love towards Billie Eilish? Where, where are those Christians? How do you, you think that she's going to say, oh, I love Christianity. Where's your church? By you condemning her and saying she makes demonic music. You're, you, you're drawing her with chords of love? Christian? You, you a Christian. And you're drawing Billie Eilish with chords of love by saying she's demonic. That's chords of love. I don't know. I might be wrong. I don't know all things, but that wouldn't draw me to your church. It just wouldn't. And um, I mean, I can say a lot more, but I'll let my husband take the floor. <laughs> oh, no, I'll just answer to your question as far as like, you know, people's perspective of how they view certain things. Because, you know, the women speaking and all that, that's just one aspect. But it's so many, you know, we can open up the can of worms and what people deem to be acceptable and non-acceptable when it comes down to it. But, you know, just in general, um, we try to be the difference. And that's going back to the whole mission statement of what I feel God has given us for this ministry. It's like the, the, the balance, you know, because I come from a hardcore background when it comes to my introduction into Christianity. I was at one of them, what they call the holiness churches where, you know, if you didn't come in suit buttoned up women, uh, skirts down to their ankles, almost, you know, no makeup, men clean cut, uh, all that, like, and you didn't have this appearance of what it's supposed to look like, 
then, you know, people will look at you like God ain't with you. You know what I'm saying? So that's my, that's, that's the only church I've ever known. You know what I'm saying? That's the only church I've ever been a member of. That's my whole experience when it comes to Christianity, as far as where I've called home as a church. But since then, I visited other churches. I've tapped into other ministries. I've seen how they do things. And what you'll see that's out there as well is there's like this hyper literal, uh, hyper liberal type of church where everything goes. And it's like, oh, well, since Jesus died on the cross, go just go crazy. And we're not preaching that either. You know what I'm saying? So my what the vision that the Lord has given me and given us is like, bring that balance where it's like, we ain't trying to be too far to the right with the, you got to look like this. You got to sound like this. You got to, and we ain't trying to be too far to the left where it's like, well, we do want you to, you know, respect the fact that God did save you and also respect and know that you have to show forth somewhat of a difference because it's people that is in the, you know, the the lifestyle that I was formerly in, being a kid of South Central Los Angeles, growing up in the gangs, being a gangbanger, actually a second generation gangbanger. My parents was gangbangers. You know what I'm saying? That's how I was born. So understanding how God called me and saved me, it was because somebody came into my experience that I knew from that world that was family to me. But when I seen her again, after not being around her for a couple of years, she was totally different. So I remember that got my attention. She was different. Like how she talked was different. The way she like walked was different. Like her whole demeanor was almost like she had a glow on her. And I'm like, man, what happened to you? And then that's when she began to tell me about her experience of hearing the gospel, believing the gospel, and then God saving her. She was baptized in Jesus name, filled with the Holy Ghost, repented of her sins, all of that. And that was my introduction to Christianity. You know what I'm saying? So there has to be something about you that's different from just everything that's out there. Like we can't just, you know, go to the beat of the drum of the world fully, you know, but at the same time, we can't become so removed from what's going on in the world that we can no longer connect and they can no longer relate to us. So we just try to be that balance, you know what I'm saying? To kind of find Where's the common areas of of the middle ground that we can say, look, this is what it is. We're not not ignorant to what it is. We see what's going on in the world. This is what it is. But this is the potential of what it could be. And you understanding the purpose that God has for each and every one of us. You know what I'm saying? And how you can fulfill that and not have to forsake everything about yourself that is actually beautiful. And that makes you unique and that makes you stand out and that makes you you because God don't want to just change everything that makes you you. You have a specific personality that God has given you and your experiences in your life, the family you grew up in, the place that you was born in and the schools you went to and all that has shaped you to be you. And God don't necessarily want to take that away from you. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we want to get people to understand. It's like it ain't all of what you think that is that is made up to be as far as what the christian church has been putting in the minds of the people and it might have been the best thing for that time that might have been the best 
road to take for the people of that generation. But we see we in a whole new world with the advancement of social media and everything that's going on today, bro. It's like, we're going to have to rethink some of these things and restructure some of these things. And that's where we at. And then to answer the question about women, women, my wife, that's my wife. You're never going to mute my wife. If, if I allow my wife to speak on a platform, you can't overrule me in that decision. I don't care who you are, you know, unless the Lord come down from heaven, you know, then I'm a yield. But <laughs> other than that, you're not going to tell me I can't allow my wife to speak or any other woman for that matter. We, we let women get the free range to speak freely on our platform in the hope spot. We got a number of women that we trust that they're going to give you a sound answer and they're going to give you, you know, what God has given them. And we trust that it, it, it's in accordance with, with the word of God actually says. And for me personally, going back to that experience of what the Lord did for me in my life and how he got me out of the darkness and where I was at, he used a woman. And he used pastor. He sent a woman into my experience mm-hmm. to speak these things to me, mm-hmm. to get me to reconsider these things that I had never really considered for her to minister to me and for her to get me ultimately to the place where I was saved. A woman did that. Same thing with our pastor, right? Yeah. Women. Two women? Yeah, two one? women. Two women. Yeah. So minister I- to my pastor and look at pastor. Well, look right. Right. So I'm not finna sit here and, and and entertain the notion that we gotta shut women down and silence women when it come to ministry, when it come to having a, a platform in God's church. Because number one, my experience won't allow me to do it. Because if it wasn't for a woman, I would never be saved to begin with. Number two, I actually read the Bible. And if you read the second chapter of the book of Acts, God says in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. So you can miss me with all the, oh, but a woman is not supposed to speak in the church and blah, blah, blah. You don't even understand what you're reading. That's how the Paul's letter to Timothy, he's giving special, uh, specific instructions. And we could talk about what that actually means contextually. But when you look at the overall message to the new testament church is not what you're saying it is and women you should feel free to speak up and give unto the people what god has given you and can we talk about priscilla and aquila right and how they went to apollos to show apollos who was learned in the scriptures mighty in the scriptures, mighty in the scriptures. okay this is an a man with great stature in his community okay he used Priscilla and her husband Aquila to show Apollos a more excellent way. It's a married couple that were in business. They made tents together. They did everything together. That's sort of what we are right now. Like we do everything together. Like we are really married. Like this is not, we're not playing games. We're not trying to put on an act. Like we've really been married for 10 years and we really do everything together. And that includes ministry. God put us together. And it's so funny when he met me and and when we started getting to know each other, he called me his bait. He's a fisher of men. And he's using me as bait to bait them in because obviously he knows that his wife is not a bad person to look at. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> he looked at me and he knows that many other men and women and children look at me. And they want to know who I am. Everywhere we go, people think that I'm some kind of somebody that they should know. <laughs> like, who? I've seen her. You know, they can't really put a, you know, pinpoint. And and so with him, too. Like, when he goes places, he changes the atmosphere of the room. I mean, there are, and then God put us together. And there are reasons as to why we're together and it's way bigger than me and him and what we think we got going on. It's way bigger than that. You understand what I'm saying? So we understand the calling. We understand the ministry and we stay together to try to work, you know, on our salvation together. I got to work on my own salvation. He works on his own salvation. Yes. As individuals, we have our own relationships with the Lord. Um, but yeah, I mean, God has done mighty works through us and that's not to toot our horn or have my thumb, thumbs under my arms and like, you know what I'm saying? No, by the grace of God, he has seen something in us that we haven't seen in ourselves. He thought that we were, um, to be called for such a time as this. And so we're here and we're answering the calling. I've tried to run away from the calling (laughs) many times I've tried to hide and I just want to, I don't, I want to hide from the world. Honestly, I really do. I like quiet peace, but God, he doesn't want that. He wants to push us and he's saying, go, go, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name, you know, what's the name, Jesus, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, and that message, you really don't hear, you don't hear that message, you hear, uh, this is your season, you hear, name it and claim it, you hear all these messages, that's not going to profit you none, if you died today, right? So that's why we call the whole spot the Salvation Station. America's number one soul-saving station. <laughs> you stop at the whole spot. We give you what you need. We equip people with the armor of God. You need the Holy Ghost. You cannot make it without the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry to tell you, if you are voided of the Holy Ghost, inbox <laughs> me or the hope man or just pull up to the hope spot on clubhouse we'll tell you what you need to know <laughs> we tell you what you need to know about the holy ghost the majority of christianity think that the holy ghost is something that you get automatically as soon as you believe and it's a whole thing that has been lost and distorted and people are being lied to so we're just bringing back the truth and the truth of a gospel. Amen. Absolutely. And um, another thing too, that for people that don't know about the Hope Spot, um, when they come in contact with you two all, um, or people that have come in contact and just haven't came to their senses yet, 
um just you two uh guys testimonies as far as like where you started in your individual lives before y'all met each other and became um and got married and things like that should be uh the ultimate um motivation and story that people should look out for because me personally not saying that everybody should have to go through a struggle growing up and stuff like that but it's just it's more it's more relatable and me personally like you know if I know like Dewan and his situation like him growing up around street activity and then seeing where he's at now and then your situation, you know, in the church and then coming from where you came from, you know, that should just uh, let people know off the rip, you know, when they come in the hope spot that, you know, these is not two people that had a silver spoon or anything like that. It's two people that seen all sides of life that is uh, speaking to you from a real spot, a real genuine spot. And that should, uh, rub off on people in a good way to know that, you know, it's people out here even that they found salvation that, you know, it was a a point in their life that, you know, they was out there too, you know, so you can't, so, and if they could come from it, then you can come from it, you know. Amen. And that's really what it is, bro. It's like, keep going back to that word, man. Hope is to give people hope and that no matter where you are in life, you know, like, you're not too far removed from where God can't reach you, you know, and that's, you know, let our lives be examples of that. And we want to get together with other people and build a community, bro, to just show forth, you know, how God can take the person who, you know, was in my situation, the gang world or whatever, or the person who was addicted to drugs or the person who was in the entertainment industry and, you know, they was going that direction because a lot of people look at the entertainment industry and feel like, oh, that's Satan's playground and that's the devil's dominion and all that and all that. And I mean, there is some truth to that. Don't get me wrong. Even right now, what we see what's going on with Kyrie Irving and Kanye West and all that, they speaking up saying that, you know, this is what they believe in their heart of hearts. And they feel like God is the one that's pushing them to do this and all that. And you see how they being crucified for it, you know? So we know that the entertainment industry is, is a corrupt and, organization and and system and run by Satan, you know, at a very high level. We understand that, but that's not to say that those that are, are just pursuing their passions and pursuing their dreams as artists. And this is gifts that they naturally have. You know, I got my four-year-old son just this morning, he was dropping him off at school and he coming up with little, you know, jingles, you know, we hear him putting together little like he putting a little song together and he got a little melody you know what I'm saying? it's like he's four years old and it's like you got people who that's just been a part of them their whole life and they they pursued that and it's allowed them to reach some high levels of success and become influential in the world and make something of themselves and we want to demonize them for that and they just doing the best that they you know know how that that was afforded to them and provided to them and some people, yeah, you know, you got those examples that they grew up in the church or whatever, and that's where they got their music ear and they learned how to do it and all that. And they took that and then they went a different direction, you know, but that's not for us to judge them and say, well, you know, God can't still use you. God can't still be with you. God can't still uh, save you for some, you know what I'm saying? Because some have gotten away from, you know, where they was in God at one point and, 
we just want to, again, just be examples and get together with other like-minded people and build a community to say, not only are we examples, and we want to be examples of the spiritual things, yes, but like you mentioned, us having a, a family, you know what I mean, being married, we feel like that's becoming a lost thing, you know, where people don't even emphasize that as something as a goal anymore. You know, marriage is, we look at the numbers and the statistics of these gen- of this generation, marriage is like something people don't even want to deal with, you know, and I understand it. I, you know, I can't say that marriage is a cakewalk. I can't say that it's easy, you know, but it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And it's worth it. If, if, if you allow yourself to avail yourself to what the possibilities are that can be produced in your life through the union of holy matrimony, because that's what it is. Marriage is the oldest institution of God. It's the first institution of God. And for you to embark upon it, just know it's not something that's, it's not going to come without challenges, but God makes everything beautiful in his time. So we want to even be an example of that and saying, look, man, this is, you know, we want to show forth our relationship and be open and transparent about the struggles that we've gone through, you know, the challenges that we've had to face, the challenges that we still facing right now today, but we working through them, you know what I'm saying? To show people how you can be successful, how you can raise your children in a household, putting the fathers back in the home, you know, because that's a whole nother conversation we can have, you know. But I can go on and on. But yeah, we want to we want to show forth that hope for helping others prepare for eternity. But we don't want to make this again just so spiritual that it becomes lost to where people can't practically see it. Now you can practically see it with us because we've shown it to you in our family as married people. We've shown it to you as parents with our children. We've shown it to you as business people pursuing uh, entrepreneurship and in, in, in these different things. You know what I'm saying? So. But like I said, I can go on and on, but I don't even want to jump in there. <laughs> no, but. you said it. You've hit, it. You've hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, so um, this is a question that I have specifically. So when y'all the guys decided to start the Hope Spot, and when you start something, you kind of have a general idea of some obstacles that could come along the way and things like that. But kind of describe uh, something that caught y'all off guard when y'all first started, when y'all started uh, doing the Hope Spot consistently. And also, the reason I'm asking this is for, like, because it might be a couple out there that might have the same vision that you guys had a couple years ago and starting their own group. So just kind of describe some of the uh, things that caught you guys off guard when y'all started to take this journey with the Hope Spot. Shoot, the pandemic. Yeah, that was one, but, you know. My health. I say, I mean, you can go on and speak to that. I say in general, uh, the thing that I would, you know, I mean, yeah, caution people, like you said, that's looking to maybe embark upon a similar journey is just know you're going to come up against some opposition. You're going to come up against a lot of opposition. And you're going to come up against opposition in areas and places that you might not have expected. Because anybody that embarks upon ministry, you got to understand that there is going to be an opposition. There's an opposing force that's out there that's going to come up against you. But you might not have considered that that opposition is going to hit closer to home than maybe you was anticipating and maybe you was expecting. You know what I mean? So it, it <laughs> just prepare yourself and equip yourself to know it's going to be a fight and it's going to be a struggle. And you got to just prepare and be ready for that i'm gonna give you bible 
<laughs> in the Bible, it says that a prophet or a man in his own household, there's enemies in the own household. You know, mother up against daughter, father up against son, mother-in-law up against uh, son-in-law, father-in-law. Up against... I'm going to give you Bible. Jesus said he didn't come to bring peace. He came with a sword to separate mother against daughter, father against son, this and that and the third. So that means that, like the hope man said, even within your own sphere of influence, even within your own household, even within your own community, there's going to be opposition. And especially if you're trying to do the will of God, and like, if, especially if you're, if you're called and you have a ministry, it's going to come from every which way. And you just have to have the full armor of God. You have to like really be prayed up um, because it is a, it's a strong battle <laughs> and it's not given to the weak. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not, you have to really be, uh, you have to have a made up mind, you know, and that's that's just because it's it's going to be all it's going to come from everywhere and not only that it's going to come within yourself too your own health could be on the line your mental health your emotional health your physical health can be on the line and you have to push through push through i've i've been in the whole spot on a hospital bed with iv in my arm still preaching to other people still ministering to other people you know what I'm saying? Are you that dedicated? You know, you have to ask yourself these things. When you come up against even death itself, when you're in the valley of the shadow of death, are you still going to believe Jesus and his promises? And are you still going to keep the faith? And are you still going to hold his hand? Because it's real easy to believe and have faith when life is good. Right. When your bills are paid. Right. When your health is fine, it's, it's easy. Oh, I got this. Right. But is it are you still going to be in that position when life really gets difficult for you? Are you still going to believe God and have faith? So I, I think that, you know, it's beautiful when what does the Bible say when um, troubles and tribulations come your way? Uh, I don't know. I don't know specifically what you're uh, talking about. No, like um, rejoice and tribulation. Oh yeah, rejoicing and hope. Yeah, trials and tribulations come upon you. Rejoice, uh, knowing that these things are going to come. Um, as an extra level of caution too, I would say check your motives for why you would want to do something like that. Like what we doing with this whole spot thing. If your motives or your goal or what you're looking at, if it's for monetary gain or to get rich or, you know, have a way to make money and all that, you kind of going into it for the wrong reasons, you know, like that's one of the things that we heavily emphasize in the whole spot. And that's one of the things that we've looked out on the lay of the land of Christianity that we wanted to correct. And this whole idea of like, I'm a prophesy into your life. So a $50 seed, so a hundred dollars seed and that, that, like if your goal is money, yeah. Then you're going into it for the wrong reasons, man. And not to say that there hasn't been some ministries who have been been mm-hmm. extremely successful and made a whole lot of money. Right. Because you can. If if you, you know, want to be crafty and know how to work it and you know, right. people will 
feed into that and sow into that, man, you can get it. But if you're going gen- to be genuine about the true call of God, which should be about the soul right. of people and, and, and people seeing that true salvation and people truly living an overcoming life and like, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm closer to the Lord. And if they want to show forth appreciation and, you know, donate to your cause, or your ministry and all that, that's you let them do that out of the, the, the sincerity of their own heart. We ain't got to like beat you over the head and make you give an offering before. Like, we ain't got to do all that. You know <laughs> or what I mean? Have a, I call it the auction. Yeah. The $500 line, $500, $500, $500. Yeah. <laughs> your $500 seat? No, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not about none of that. You know what I mean? And that, that, that's not to say, like, yeah, we we, we make merch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We make uh, shirts and sweaters, hats, eternal life matters. And that's no knock on Black Lives Matter or nothing like that. We just believe that it's an overemphasis on black life or white life or whatever. But ain't nobody looking at the real life, which is the inward life. And you know what I'm saying? That life is the one that truly matters. So, yeah, we got stuff that we we, we monetize that, you know, people who are interested in that kind of thing, they can show support in that way. But it ain't about the money with us. You know what I mean? And that's another thing I would put out there with caution to anybody that's looking to embark upon a journey similar to this. Don't make it about the money, you know, and God will bless you in ways that you can never even imagine. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, just to let you know, our battery is about to um, go. Well, uh, how, how, how much percent y'all got left? Um, if he could get the charger, we can sit right there and plug it if you want. Yeah. yeah I mean, I only have a couple, a couple more questions. Okay. I'm sorry. We've taken up <laughs> much of your time. But I mean, while he's getting the uh, charger, maybe I can answer some questions. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, so what are your short and long term goals or the hope spot? What do you guys want to accomplish here in the new future? Oh, man, that's definitely a question for the Hope Man (laughs) to address as well. Um, But I'll give you a short answer. I mean, we just want to stay in the will of God and not miss the mark. Okay. Whatever God has for me, that's all I want to do. And if it's not the host spot, then I'm okay with that. I just just don't want to miss the mark. Mm-hmm. I just always want to be in his will because if I'm not, then, you know, that's not going to turn out favorable for me once I close my eyes in this world and enter into the next world. I just want to be in a favorable position with God. Everything else is, I can lose everything. I can be in a shelter and be fine. That's honest to God. You know, I could lose everything. I could lose everything. And I just want to continue to be where God wants me to be and live where God wants me to live and do what God wants me to do. I've been moved around several times. I've been used in many different places from high level places where people would be like, oh my gosh, why would you be in that arena? (laughs) Why would you be, why do you hang out with those people? (laughs) To you know, the man on the street or the woman on the street. With me, I don't, I don't, I don't judge folks from rich to poor to celebrity to, and, and I, and people that know me, they can attest to that. People that really know me, they can attest to that. 
I don't discriminate. I don't judge. I'm none of that. I'll talk to you if you're a celebrity. I'll talk to you if you in the projects because I'm from that too. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend. I never like to pretend. <laughs> as long as I'm authentic to myself, then I'm right where I need to be. So the hope spot, Dewan, he asks, what are your long-term goals and short-term goals? He might say something different. I'm not sure. But the hope spot, I know he wants to turn it into maybe like a church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> yeah, right? If we have like a, a location. Yeah. Yeah, bro. So um, long-term, short, uh, long-term, short-term. Uh, man, I guess in the short, we want to just continue doing what we're doing, man, and just stay consistent. So that's a short-term goal is just to remain consistent and continue to grow, be across different platforms like the Eric J, the great podcast. You know, this is a, mm-hmm. a wonderful opportunity, you know, and we want to continue to get our message out and our lend our voices to as many platforms as we can because – it's not really about us, but it's the God within us, bro. And it's the understanding that he's given us that, you know, the majority just don't have, especially from our generation. You know, it's kind of like a lost thing. The older folks kind of was more in tune with these things and a little bit closer uh, to the mark, but it seems like it's becoming more and more of a, of a diminishing um, message that as you survey the land. So short term, we just want to stay consistent, bro, and just continue to grow across different you know, cross-marketing with different people, tapping in with different people. We got a campaign that we finna launch with our clothing brand because the HubSpot also has a clothing brand as well. And so we got a campaign that we about to launch. Uh, that should be by uh, February. <laughs> we're, looking at, we're looking at a Valentine's Day launch on that. So that's more of a short-term thing that we kind of focused on right now. And then also, too, figuring it out when it comes to ministry, like, how do we go forward? Because like we've been saying throughout this interview, bro, it's like the, tr- the the traditional way of doing ministry is not our vision. You know what I mean? So it's like trying to figure out, well, what is that going to look like for us? And how do we make that materialize into the real world in a sense where you can have a physical location to come and fellowship with us and, and we can pray with you and we can baptize you and we can pray with you until you receive the Holy Ghost and uh, have resources available to help people where they at, you know, a church, so to speak. And I'm not against the idea of having a church calling it the host spot or whatever God gives us as far as the name. So I guess this would be more of a long-term thing or maybe a midterm goal, but yeah, long-term, man, we just want people to be very familiar with the host spot and what we're doing as far as ministry, um, churches in different cities and ultimately like not even just churches, but like, you know, like I want boys homes, you know what I'm saying? I want the host spot, as, as a place where people know, like, oh, it's a hope spot over in my city that, you know, boys who come from similar backgrounds like myself, foster cares and group homes and the jail incarceration system, you know, where I was in group homes, I was in foster care. I know that, again, even looking at, like, the lay of the land with churches, looking at the structure and the systems of, like, even the foster care system and group homes and all of that and how terrible that is. You know what I'm saying? So I want to do something in that area as well to where the host spot branches out. You know, we got a nonprofit organization that's also in the works as a long-term, maybe a midterm kind of thing that should be launched pretty soon where it helps 
fathers stay in the home because that's something that I'm very passionate about that speaks close to my heart, you know, especially when we talk about the black community where we got a bunch of babies that we make on the regular, but they don't really have no fathers, you know what I'm saying? And that's whack, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So it's like, how can we help in some of these situations to minimize and reduce that from happening, you know? So the whole spot, bro, we looking at it as, as yes, it's a ministry. Yes, it's all about the glory of Jesus Christ because without him, I'm nothing. I can do none of these things without him. Without him, I'd be dead. Honestly, I know that for a fact. I would have been dead a long time ago. I was actually about to die when he saved me, you know what I'm saying? Like I had a, a death threat on my, like literally on my head, bro. And you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So without him, I'm nothing. It's all about the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and pushing people towards the gospel of Jesus Christ so their souls can be saved. But that's in the spiritual, right? We want to deal with not just the spiritual, but we want to help people in the practical and the natural where I think sometimes we over-spiritualize things and we only focus on how we can help people you know, make it to heaven, but we forget the part about, you know, I got to pay my bills or I got to feed my kids or, you know what I'm saying? Like I, there's things that even, even people who are in comfortable situations that that's not necessarily their issue, but it's just things that they maybe want to do in life that they haven't figured out how, you know what I'm saying? We want to help and be a resource for that too. You know, maybe you don't want to just go to work every day and that's your life, you know, and then you come home and, clean up and deal with your kids maybe you got dreams and desires that you had to put on hold because you got into this family situation and you you did the right thing and handled your responsibilities but that don't mean to say that you can't still pursue some of those things and we want to give people hope in the practical as well you know what i'm saying like no there is hope you can still make that record that you never finished you can still be saved and still you know, to learn that that dance, you know, that salsa, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, you know, whatever it is, you feel me? Like people got dreams that they just let die and they get buried, bro. And it's like, oh, that's the responsible thing to do. And it is, but that don't mean that you can't never get back to those things, bro. So we want to have a resource to where we just help people live their they fullest because we only get one life. You know what I'm saying? And, and why not? The Lord said in John 10, 10, which is another little hallmark of ours, the whole idea of 10, because we was married on 1010. We just celebrated our 10 year anniversary, anniversary, October the 10th, 1010. That's our anniversary. You know, in John 1010, Jesus says, I come to give you life and that much more abundantly. And yet that's dealing with your spiritual life and you having salvation, of course, but he came to give us life in this world as well. You know what I mean? He wants us to live life to the fullest and not be just so, you know, I'm just making it. I'm just going through. You know, nah. If anybody should be looked at as the example in this world of what other people look at to want to be like, if anybody should be the ones that's being looked at as the embodiment of a symbol of man, I want my children to be like them. It should be the ones that God has called out, the ones that God has saved. We say God has blessed us and put his spirit in us and has given us such a deep revelation and all that. But then it's like, well, okay, well, when I look at your life, <laughs> what I want to be like you, why are you so miserable? You know what I'm saying? Why you look so down and you always <laughs> arguing and complaining and you know what I'm saying? It's like, that ain't what God is calling for. Right, right. And we not blaming people for being that way. It's, it's no. something that's not connecting. It's something that people are not being fulfilled in. And we don't want to, again, just speak to these problems and just talk about them. We want to be a part of the solution and give people that hope, bro. So 
what's long-term, what's short-term. It's so much going on right now. I don't know what may pop by next week, what may pop by next month, what may take five years to pop. I don't know, but we just working, bro, bro and staying consistent and staying disciplined. And, uh, yeah, where God takes us, you know, that's 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 yet to be seen. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, uh, whenever you guys uh, launch the clothes, man, just uh, send me a couple shirts, man. I'll promote it and wear sure. like, podcast episodes, you know. For sure. That's yeah, absolutely. Deal. We would love to. Absolutely. Especially when we do a launch party. I mean, my goal is to really launch it in the right way. If if I if I can't launch it the way I want to launch it, then I might as well not launch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to do the whole red carpet. <laughs> and I really do. No, and I want you to be there with your microphone, with your camera crew, interviewing people as they come ac- across the red carpet. I want my, all my photographer friends there. I want my celebrity friends there, like everybody that support and love me and love my husband and my family. If you truly do love me, the way to show it is to support um, and support what I got going on. So, you, you know, I, I really want to make it really nice and, and have you there, of course. And obviously we'll send you a gift package beforehand so that you could wear the, the, um, the merch. The, the merch that we want to come out with in February. Um, it's really dope. Yeah, because I record all the time. So, you know, I was reaching out to other clothing brands around the city. And I was like, you know, I was telling people we have to normalize, like, being like other cities, like in Atlanta and Houston, when people are doing the same thing, they uh, help each other, promote each other stuff and things like that. So I've been trying to normalize that up here in uh, Louisville. Everybody just rocking with each other. Somebody got some clothes and somebody got a big platform or a bigger platform or someone else just wear the clothes, you know. You know, it, it ain't going to hurt nobody to wear somebody else. Put on the shirt anyway, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> might as well put on the shirt for a purpose. Yeah, well, we're working on the new line. Um, I'm really excited about it. I don't want to give too many details because we are still in the process of a lot of things, designing and trademarking and copywriting and things like that. But I'm really excited about it because I think it, it sends out an overall message that's missing in the world. And so I want to bring that message back which is ultimately the love of God and how, you know, he does sit at the table with sinners. You know what I'm saying? Newsflash, you know, breaking news to Christians. Jesus was sitting at the table with sinners and he was being condemned for that, you know? And it's like Christians these days, they all they want to do is sit at the table with other people that believe and, and that act apart and, and they're forgetting about the harvest, the harvest that's plentiful, but the laborers are few. Why are the laborers so few? Well, because people don't want to put in that work and they don't want to go out there because they're afraid, like if they go to these arenas or these areas that they'll be condemned. Why are you over there? Why are you hanging with those people? But that's the overall thing that Jesus did. That's that's what Christianity is about. You have to go to these places and you have to reach these people. 
and I'm using my sphere of influence and he's using his sphere of influence to go out there and to minister to folks, you know, and that's what we're called to do. Absolutely. And um, before we get off of here, um, um, let people know um, like the typical times and things that y'all do stuff on um, YouTube and Clubhouse as far as rooms, like uh, when y'all um, do rooms and things like that. And also uh, anything else that you haven't hit on about the whole spot, any last words, just touch on that and let people know how to find you on social media and things like that. Yeah, man. Um, you, again, you can find us across the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. If you put in the Hope Spot, H-O-P-E-S-P-O-T, the Hope Spot, um, you should be able to find us. Even with a quick Google search, we should pop up. You can find us, obviously, on Clubhouse. We haven't actually got it structured to the point where you're going to find us on this day at this time. That's something that I have actually been considering, you know, being more of a um, getting it more structured to where there's a regimen and a schedule to it. Cause it'd be like on the fly, like, you know, we watch something or heard somebody say something. It's like, Oh no, nah, bro, we got to go talk about this. You just, know what I mean? They could just turn on the notification. Yeah. And you'll get notified when we come on. That's the beauty of social media as well. Just turn on your notification. And if we're on, you'll get the notification. Yeah. If you go on Clubhouse and follow the, uh, what you do is go on Clubhouse. If you're not familiar with how the Clubhouse platform works, make your profile, go on there, look for the Hope Spot, and then you follow our club. And we got a house that's pending too, which is this new thing Clubhouse just did with these houses. So that's pending. But as of right now, Go to the club, the hope spot, follow, click the bell. And then, like my wife said, when if you got your notifications on, whenever we come on, you'll get that alert right on your phone and just say the hope spot is now live and the table we're talking about. You can tap right in. We let everybody come speak. Don't feel like, oh, these is Christians or they don't believe in the Trinitarian or whatever. We can't, no, nah, we want to hear from everybody, especially if you disagree with us, especially if you're a teacher. If you're a teacher that really feel like I went to school and I learned and yeah, we want to talk to you first. You know what I mean? So come on in. We ain't scared of, of nothing to nobody. We welcome everybody. We're not going to treat you no kind of way. We're not going to berate you. We're not going to talk down on you. We're not going to disrespect you. We don't believe in all that. We ain't going to even argue with you. We'll let you have your space to say what you want to say, teach what you want to teach, show us how our position may be wrong in your eyes or whatever. We open to that. We love that. So uh, but yeah, I have been thinking about doing it in more of a structured way to where we have a specific date and time. And now that you brought it back to my attention, that's something that I'm going to get with my wife and get with the other uh, uh, brothers and sisters like yourself who moderate in the whole spot. And then we can figure out, OK, what's a good time for everybody that we can come on here and we'll we'll have that answer for you. And we'll just put that in the uh, description to the club as well once we figure that out. And then, um, yeah, as far as all the other social media outlets, just look for the Hope Spot. I'm the Hope Man on Instagram, but we got the Hope Spot on Instagram as well. And then we also have a website at www.thehopespot.store where you can find our merch. Like I got this Eternal Life Matters hat. You can find that. We got a bunch of other stuff in there. Uh, We also provide coaching and counseling for couples that's interested in that kind of thing. If you're courting somebody or you're dating somebody, you're in a relationship with somebody, and you want to know, like, man, is this somebody that I should still be giving my attention to? Maybe you're thinking about getting married. Maybe not. Maybe you're already married. Maybe marriage hasn't been going so well for you. You know, we offer uh, counseling and coaching on that as well. So you can find that on our website at www.thehostspot.store. 
And we got a bunch of uh, exciting stuff coming to that platform. Specifically, we restructuring that right now. Um, so that's, you know, typically where you can find us, YouTube. We building that platform as well. So YouTube on the Hope Spot, you can go there and follow us, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, look for us, man. We got a bunch of stuff that's coming in the work, so. I mean, yeah. Um, we also have, so, fashion. Yeah, we're doing we the fashion. Merch. We got the HubSpot. Um, we have store. books. Oh, yeah, books on the way as well. I'm finishing up a book on marriage right now as we speak. That'll be out soon. I also already have a book finished that'll be on Amazon as well as the HubSpot.store concerning the doctrine of the Trinity. Um, it's called R.I.P. Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> we also have um, music. Oh, yeah. Music coming. She got music. I look for where can they find your music? Oh, and every platform, iTunes, Spotify. What is it out there? Mm-hmm. All you, uh, well, my name is J-U-L-E-X-A. Yeah. Look up Jalexa on Apple Music, Spotify. Yeah. So Jalexa is literally everywhere. Thank God for my name because nobody else has it. And I get to be Jalexa everywhere <laughs> on all platforms. Um, so yeah, you can find that as J-U-L-E-X-A. Um, my music is out. Um, my merch is going to come out. Um, what else we got? Books. Yeah, books. We got um, the merch, the clothing. Uh, we got the books. We're uh, we working on music. Sh- short films. Yeah, we also got some short films in the work. That should be out. We don't have a date on that one. No, that's more of one of them probably long-term things, but that's in the works. Um, yeah. Just finish finalizing the script. Uh, we're not script writers, so that's kind of like difficult. Matter of fact, if you know some script writers that want to tap in with us, that would be appreciated. But uh, yeah, man, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Anything else that we might be forgetting, um, yeah. It'll be on one of those various platforms. We you do a lot. It's multimedia. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. also, you have podcasts. The yeah. Hope Spot is a yeah, podcast. Yeah, the Hope Spot is a podcast. We, we abandoned it after the pandemic. You know, we started it prior to the pandemic, and we um, rolled it out. And then the pandemic hit, and then life just changed for the whole world. And we haven't really gotten back to it. And then we we jumped on Clubhouse, and then it's just been, on, it's just been Clubhouse. Yeah, Clubhouse, Clubhouse so. makes podcasts, like, I don't know. It's it, like a live it's podcast. It's like a live podcast. So <laughs> it's like, in a way, we still podcasting, but we're doing it on Clubhouse. So maybe we'll just start taking the audio from those conversations and then just putting it back through yeah. our um, podcast channel. But as for right now, you got Eric J, the great podcast that's doing an awesome job. So, you know, we just thankful for being here. And um, yeah, bro, like I said, if anybody looking for us, the host spot is a great way. Just type that in on any platform, the hostspot.store. We got an email list. Go to the hopespot.store, go to the email list, put your email in there, and then we can get you an email that's kind of keeping you in the know of what everything we got going on. So, yes. Yeah. 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 You took the words out of my mouth. And I was just going to say, man, y'all could, uh, when I first started my podcast in 2020, um, I was doing all audio. So I was about to say, you could convert the audio, download the, uh, the Anchor podcast out that they monetize you off the rip. And then you could uh, add your RSS feed that you have on there to every podcast platform to spread your uh, monetization on multiple platforms. And then every time you do a clubhouse, you can just convert the audio up there and upload it. Because we have a lot of good content that be going the right way sometimes because, you know, the replays don't be on and things like that. So, <laughs> Yes, it was great. It was we're done here? Huh. Is, are we? Oh, no, no, no. We're still recording. 
Okay. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's it, man, you know? Yeah, so uh, everybody uh, tap in with the Hope Spot on uh, all platforms. Very good one, especially if you haven't found um, salvation in your life. Uh, get on Clubhouse. You know, everybody has a phone in their hand these days, so you can take time to, um, if you don't have a Clubhouse app, download the Clubhouse app and um, search for the Hope Spot, turn the notifications on and listen to the uh, rooms and things that they have going on. You know, uh, I was on Clubhouse for probably about six months before I found the Hope Spot. And it uh, put me in a better uh, spot spiritually. You know, I know if anybody came from where I came from, you know, you'll appreciate uh, what they have going on and uh, what they're putting out to the people. Because I feel like, you know, the mental health aspect is absent in, in our community amongst people in general, mainly among minorities. So I just feel like, you know, the more we have good dialogue with each other and give each other reassurance that people go through similar things, no matter how successful or poor they are, the better it will be as a people as understanding each other and spreading the love around. So, Well said, bro. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I appreciate y'all uh, coming on the uh, podcast. And, uh, anytime y'all want to come on, man, just, you know, you can hit me anytime and we can set it up. To do it. I actually want to uh, come up there and see y'all in person, man. We don't talk too much. Yeah, I feel like I got to see y'all in person. <laughs> well, man, we definitely uh, we, we make it happen, bro, for sure. And, uh, I, yeah, we make we, we work that out for sure, bro. Ain't no problem with that. We can fellowship together, break bread together, go out to eat or something, you know, maybe go to church or something like that, whatever. Catch a show or whatever. Um, yeah, New York City and in, in the holidays is beautiful. Oh, yeah. So we can definitely meet in the most beautiful city in the world with all of these beautiful holiday decorations and have a ball. Yeah, man. New York City style. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, just uh, the one, just uh, get with me and let me know uh, when y'all want to uh, drop this if or if y'all want me to put it in rotation. Because if it's in rotation, it'd be February next year. But I could drop it as possible. That might actually work great with the launch of uh, what we're doing with the next uh, clothing campaign we got going on. Because, you know, we're, doing, we're looking once that's, you know, kind of finalized to uh, – really do a heavy marketing with that and that might roll right into you know the timing that you already got with the available time that you got to roll us out on on this episode we could just use that as another um you know way to market it and say look you know we also be being featured on eric j gray podcast boom at the same time we launching the, the clothing uh that particular campaign that we got going and it just be like a way to just kind of hit it off so yeah bro yeah, I got an episode coming out February 13th that I could drop it on the 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. That'd be perfect, you know, because like I said, we're looking to do a heavy lifting on the marketing, and then we could just incorporate that right into it and say, yeah, we just dropped that, and we was also featured on Eric J. The Gary podcast. That's coming out tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? Tap in. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. All right, I'll do that then. But yeah, I appreciate y'all coming on and anytime y'all want to come on and get something out to the people, just hit me anytime. 
Acts 238, man. There's nothing else. If you hear nothing else in this last hour, go read Acts 238. And that's what it's all about. And then if you got any questions, like you said, tap in with E, tap in with me, just like come on Clubhouse, man. We could talk about it. But yeah, bro. Appreciate it, man. This was great. Yeah, absolutely. And uh y'all, y'all have a good one. Y'all get ready to go to work. <laughs> you too, bro. All, all right. right, have a good one. All right, bro. Bless God you. God bless. God keep you. Thank uh-huh.